0: Last weekend, my family in St. Louis celebrated with my nephew, Glenn, his half birthday. Now, for all those of us who are a little older, half birthdays don't make much sense, but for a three-and-a-half-year-old who didn't get any gifts for outdoor gifts or outside play in December when his birthday was, this was a very exciting half birthday for him. He got a bike, and the little guy, God love him, was just so excited about the bike and every time my mom called me this week I got updates on the bike and how he Glenn my nephew and my brother-in-law Eric his dad were playing on the bike and how his dad was helping Glenn but at some point Eric my brother in law is gonna have to let go and Glenn is gonna have to ride his bike on his own and anyone who's ever helped or seen or been taught or taught someone to ride a bike knows that invariably Glenn is going to fall. He is going to fall off the bike, and hopefully you know, he'll wear a helmet and all the safety gear. He won't get hurt too badly. He'll skin his knee or, or his elbow or something along those lines. But Eric is going to have to let go because he knows, and my sister knows, that in order for Glenn to achieve more, in order for him to be freer, more independent, he has to try, he has to do it, he has to go on his own, and he has to fail and learning from that failure he will get better and stronger hopefully this is the hope that we all have for our friends and family but this is also the love God has for us brothers and sisters that God so loves us he doesn't want us to be his slaves he wants us to be his friends he has given us the gift of free will so that we can freely choose to love him and to love our neighbor with our heart, our mind, and our soul at all times. But a trade-off, in a way, an allowance of that free will is also, as we know from our own experience, the history of the world is the ability to do the wrong thing, to make mistakes, to hurt yourself, or to even go out of your way to hurt others. And we know this pain in our own life, but we also know it perhaps most particularly in our families, in our most intimate friendships. We know what it's like for someone who knows us and loves us to spurn us, to cast us aside, to move on to someone or something else. And we know the hurt and the pain. And Jesus is with us in that hurt and pain. Jesus, who has known the Nazareans his entire life. He has grown up with them. He loves them. His family is there amongst them. And yet, when he starts to share with them the fullness of his mission, they take offense at him and mock him. Such, even though as we hear in the gospel, Jesus says, a prophet is not with honor except in his native place. Jesus, who knows because he is fully God, everything having to do with his salvific mission, even though he knows this, at the very end of the gospel we hear Jesus. He was amazed at their lack of faith. He was astonished, amazed at the fact that here are these people who knew him and loved him so well and that they couldn't believe and entrust themselves to him. They couldn't see him as the Savior, as the one to follow after, as the Messiah. We know what this is like in our own lives. We know what this is like when our friends and family walk away from the church or outright turn hostile toward her. We know what this is like when we see our friends and family adopt lives and lifestyles that we find sinful or repugnant or even filled with hate or angst. We know what this is like when people deliberately turn on us, or when, even worse, when we know we have changed in our heart and in our mind and in our life, and yet the people who know us best refuse to see that change. They only see us as we were. And maybe in one way, rightfully so, because of our past actions have so undermined the trust, but it hurts none the less. No matter where we are coming from, we can accord with Christ Jesus. We have experienced that pain. But as St. Paul reminds us in the gospel or excuse me, in the second reading, "When I am weak, then I am strong." That moment where my brother-in-law has to let go of the bicycle to let Glenn go is going to be a moment of great trepidation, great weakness, but also a moment of great strength. That moment where he falls and scrapes his knee is going to be a moment of weakness, but also of strength. Those moments in our own life, those relationships where we are weak, where we are beating up, where we are hurting, where we don't know what the Lord is calling us to do next, brothers and sisters, that is precisely why God came into this world. That is precisely why he created you and loved you and offers you the graces that flow forth from his sacraments, from his church, from the scriptures, and from the very life that he has instilled within you in the sacrament of baptism. He didn't come here to make your highs higher. He came here to lift you from the depths so that you could be with him forever and know that love here and now and share it with him in heaven. Not only has he done that for each of us individually, but he has done that for us as a society, as a church. I don't need to tell you this. It's not easy being Catholic in the world. I walk around dressed like a 12th century peasant most of the time. People notice that, and a lot of people don't like that. It's never easy to follow Jesus. It's never easy when, especially, we live in a world where headlines are the most important things, where a deeper understanding, where deep questions, where long conversations are pushed to the side. We live in a faith where we recognize that incremental growth, that incremental openness in our own lives and in our own hearts and in the church to the grace and the goodness and the glory of God. We recognize that the fullness of truth and goodness resides in the church. We also recognize the church is inhabited by us who are sinners and led by priests like myself and bishops who are sinners. And yet, we recognize in this moment perhaps of the greatest weakness. Young people have been fleeing the church for two or three consecutive generations. More and more young people don't even see a role or a place or even have a belief in God. And we can sit and we can bemoan and we can act like this is the worst thing that could happen in the whole wide world. Or we can be like St. Paul and our blessed Lord and recognize it is precisely for this that the Lord created me, called me into being and is sending me forth into the mission. We can see how no matter what happens, if we can be faithful in our lives... Be joyful in our proclamation of the gospel. Love the people who the Lord has put there, even if they don't know us, even if they push us away, even if they hurt us. That at the very least, just as Ezekiel said, they will know that a prophet, one who speaks the love and the word of God, has been among them. Brothers and sisters, whether the Lord is just taking His hand off of the back seat, or whether the Lord is coming to collect us after we have fallen five feet from down the road from Him, it's never easy to walk in freedom. It's never easy to lose that support. But we actually find a greater love and a greater support when we, in that moment, choose to get up, choose to try again, Choose to love, to be loved, to serve those who are in need. This is that time for us individually to return with our hearts, if we need be, to the sacrament of confession. To share the gospel with the people in our lives and to worry not about what the end result is, but to know that God's love needs to be shared and to share it freely and without count for the cost. Yes, it is a little frightening. There is difficulty and challenges ahead. We may have a little bit more than a scraped knee or an elbow in front of us or on us at this very moment. But it is when I am weak, then I am strong. Because as St. Peter reminds us in his first letter from the New Testament, it is by his wounds, by the wounds of Jesus, that you are healed. And it is in our wounds, in our brokenness, in those moments where we are doubting, where we are hurting, where maybe we have even turned on Jesus, that the Lord desires to do his greatest work. And so we get up, we dust ourselves off, we get back on, and we ride forward together in the joy and in the freedom of being the children of God.